Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Praise, praise God for you. Glad you're here. Praise God for my mother because she brought all this <laughs> onto the planet. There you go. You have maximum lights up. There we go. Awesome. But happy Mother's Day to everybody. Luke chapter 12, verse 48. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So much is demanded. And if much is demanded, what is actually demanded of you? So most of us, we sit under the umbrella of verses like this our entire Christian life, and we never actually define them. We read them. Most Christians know it from everyone who has been given much, much will be required, much will be demanded, depending on which translation that you're using. But we never actually define what it is that's demanded of us. There should be a list. Any list makers in here? I like lists. There should be a list of things that you know that God has demanded of you. God is a specific God. He's a specific God. If you wonder whether he's specific or not, all you need to do is go to the Old Testament and look at the construction of the temple and the tabernacle. He's a very specific God. The Bible is very specific. So he has demanded specific things of you. So look at me now. What are they? Don't worry, most Christians don't know either. Listen, Christian people are my favorite people on the planet, but most of them are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And if we don't know what they are, then how can we ever respond to them? The key is to establish two principles. What is demanded of me and how can I get there? If you've never asked yourself those two questions, understand something. You're not living the Christian life. You might be saved, but there's a big difference between being saved and living victoriously. Those are two very different things. You have to ask yourself that question. You should go home today. Seek God first. Don't do anything else. Don't scroll down any screen. Go home today and ask God, what is demanded of me? Don't talk about age. Don't talk about how much time you've wasted. Lord, say from this moment on in my life, what is demanded of me and how do I get there? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, right? What's the second part? According to the power that works in us. You won't see exceedingly abundantly unless you are powerful. Listen, I'm not telling you to be self-righteous. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. I already get that. But you still have to be powerful in the power of the Holy Spirit. Most Christians aren't. That's why the churches are closed everywhere. You're not powerful enough to stand up to a flu bug. You're not powerful to know that you're being deceived. You should have been able to, I smell that. I smell deception. You should have caught it from day one. 
It's really not hard to tell. Ask yourself this question. I said it last week. Why is there no shortage of coffins? Why have hospitals never been overrun, even though they keep saying it? They're saying it in Canada again right now, where Ontario has turned into a police state and Quebec is soon to follow. They're talking about right now, at this very moment, the premier of Quebec is talking about, they're not talking about it, they're implementing it. Barcodes for everybody to prove that you've been vaccinated. And no, the church doesn't even wake up. The church is so dead and so blind that they cannot see it. And again, where's the run on coffins if 574,000 Americans have died of, have died of COVID? Then why are we not hearing from funeral home directors? Not one has said, I'm overrun. I mean, you add 574,000 deaths. You know what's funny? Here's the actual numbers. You ready? In 2020, 2.9 million Americans died. 2019, 2.9 million Americans died. In 2020, 2.95 million Americans died. 50,000 extra. What's 6% of 574,000? 34,000. There's your extra 50,000. Do you see it? It's not, listen, listen, I don't consider myself to be a dumb man, but I'm not off, I'm not splitting the atom. I could make those calculations. Why don't, why don't, wasn't Pastor Skinny Jeans make that calculation before he closes his church? Come on, skip verses. Pastor Skip versus. Why don't you make a simple calculation before he goes? Why don't you look on the news? You would have funeral home directors going. We are overrun. Help us. You would actually see a hospital overrun. I've been around. I've made multiple visitations to the hospitals throughout the last year. They're not overrun. Not one. Not one that I've been to. The Army Corps of Engineers spent $660 million building hot field hospitals throughout the United States, most of which were never even occupied, not one patient. I'm talking about in New York, in New Jersey, in Chicago, nothing, not one patient. They sent the ship Comfort into the har- New York Harbor, remember? Saw 127 patients total the entire time it's there to the place where they don't even need it anymore and send it back. That's in the epicenter of the plague. And no pastor can go, I smell deception. You ought to. It's not hard to see. But they're not powerful. Not living exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. You close your church because you've got the lawn dwarf coming up to you and telling you to do it. You close according to the power that works in you. From whom much is given, much is demanded. Did you get that video ready for me, would you? Give me a countdown when you got it. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Why is the church not powerful? Even the churches that are open right now, they're closed. 
Unless they've repented, they're closed. Their lampstand's being removed or has been removed from them. You got it ready? Play it. This is Pastor Art Poloski. If you're watching this video, that means they have successfully arrested me and I am in jail. If you would like to support me, if you would like to support Rebel News and the legal team that is trying their best to get me out of this trouble, please go to safearthur.com. Please donate. Please help. Help me. Help my family. Help my wife and my children to get me out of this horrible, illegal situation please go to savearthur.com and get me out of this if you can you take a picture of that listen you need to send that guy money Amen. tommy you shouldn't say things like i don't care what anybody thinks <laughs> send him money i am this church is we're gonna lump up a big old check and send it to that guy <laughs> paul was arrested Peter was arrested, Jesus was arrested, Stephen was arrested, and you got all the cowards that hid behind Romans 13 as if it applies to anything like that. You know what his, you know what his background is? He was raised behind the Iron Curtain in Poland. You know what he did? I smell tyranny. I smell the Gestapo. That's the guy. Get out! That's him. American pastors won't do that except for Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, Tony Spell, few, maybe a few others. That's about it. Thank God we have Ron DeSantis or we would have been that way. Aaron and I would have been trucked out of here together. We would have looked like that. But the fat guy first, me, and then the next guy after that. <laughs> carrying on. Aaron. What does it mean that much is demanded? You can take that down, brother. Thank you. What does it mean much is demanded? Let's look. Christianity is the act of being consumed. Much is demanded. Therefore, brothers, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. More than this, I love worshiping God. But real worship is to lay your life down. A living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Christianity is the act of being consumed. That verse is Romans 12, 1. The act of being consumed, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably, which is the, how do you worship him acceptably? Lay your life down as a living sacrifice. Let us worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Deuteronomy 4.24, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. He demands much. This is not a Christianity of convenience. God says, yes, you say, that was weak. You know why that's weak? Because it's not how you live. God says, yes. You say, yes. God says, no. You say, no. That's it. No equivocation. There's no adding or subtracting. It's no, I believe the Bible, but you have to use, you have to use wisdom. There's none of that. That's heresy. It's blasphemy. 
You don't mix in your wisdom with the word of God. If God says that you're protected, whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loose, you don't go, but I need to add wisdom to that. Christianity is conquering new territory. So Christianity, number one, is being consumed. Second is conquering new territory. There's so many Christians, what they do, they never conquer new territory because they're too busy establishing their own. They're not being consumed. No, God, no, God. You don't have the right to say no to Yahweh. What are you, you're, what are you doing, pot? Calling the potter? What are you doing saying no to the potter? Conquering new territory. Look at the first part of Hebrews 12, 28. Since we are receiving a kingdom, we should be taking new territory all the time. Things should be radically changing, like romance in your life. Deuteronomy 4, 1 and 2. Now, O Israel, listen to, this, to the judgments and the statutes which I teach you, which I teach you to observe, that you may go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you. You shall not add to the word which I, which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. You don't add, nor take from it. He's giving you territory. You know, the doors are wide open. We're just not powerful enough. We haven't, we haven't dispelled enough unbelief to know they're even open. We walk around in dark rooms. It's time for that to change, amen? amen. The name being, being preached doesn't mean that Jesus is present. He's esteemed his word above all his name. Just because the name of Jesus is being used doesn't mean the Holy Spirit's present. It doesn't mean that people are even saved. I know I preach about it all the time, and I've been preaching about it for over a year, but the state of the church is an Armageddon. Where we're at. The name being present doesn't mean the word of God is being preached. And just know that if the Bible is being preached, it's going to be unsettling and hardcore. The Bible is unsettling. It will shake you to the core, and it should. If you go to a church that never does, listen, you, you, here's the thing. It's not even that it never does. I want to correct myself. You should be shaking every Sunday morning. You should be nervous coming in here. <laughs> That's the way it should be. That's the way you know the Bible is being preached. It's unsettling. It's hardcore. I didn't say it's negative or positive. I just said it's unsettling. And it's hardcore. We're going to camp in 1 Samuel chapter 15, starting in verse 1. We're going to talk about Saul and, Nathan, Saul and Samuel. Saul spares King Akkad. Samuel also, verse 1, chapter 15, 1 Samuel. Samuel also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over, Israel, over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. Everybody shout all. All, all, all that they have. Are you, do you add to that? Do you subtract from it? This is, that's unsettling. That's unsettling. That's hardcore. Destroy all that. It gets harder. 
and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child. That's hardcore. I'm telling you, most people would never serve Jesus if they read the Bible. Most people who are saved that you think are saved are not. It's, listen, I, see, I read the Bible. That's how I judge. Tom, you're not allowed to judge. That's a lie. That's been taught to you by the devil. Yeah. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Yeah. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. Amen. Right? John 7, 24, 1 Corinthians 2, 15. That's the Bible. I judge according to fruit. If most people were saved... There is no delineation between this and Jesus. People will say, I love Jesus and I love his word. This is not his word. He is the word. There's no Jesus and the Bible. In the beginning was the word and the word, because the word was God and the word is God. There's no delineation at all. So this right here where God is telling Saul to kill everybody is God. And by the way, this will shock you, is love. Don't worry, Facebook. I'm not talking about killing people this morning. Don't ban me again for nothing like you always do. Somebody sweet and kind like me banning me all the time. I don't get it. But see, I just look at fruit. I'm like, we used to send money regularly to a minister from this church. Big name. Closed. Done. Done. I'll look at fruit. I'll make judgments according to fruit. Tommy, you say that most people that claim the name of Jesus aren't saved. That's correct. Why do, how do I know? Because they all closed. How do you close? How do you close your church if you're a Bible thumper? Not, when, when, when situations come to me, most of the time, because I've taken the time, I've got scripture already memorized to answer the situation. If I don't, then I'm going to study to show myself approved. A worker that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So a virus comes in, that was no problem. I already have that. He gave me the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever I bind is bound. bound whatever I loose is loosed. Not to mention to study yourself approved anyway and find out that it's not, it's not even a substantial threat to most people. You don't want to come to church? Go come. Don't demand that everybody else stay home. I thought this was America. What happened? So I made the judgment. Most, most Christians at minimum are not biblical Christians and at maximum aren't saved. How do you not know? How can you not? How can you not have that discernment? So Saul tells, remember now, I want want to read this to you. Heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Now this is pre-Bible, right? So the voice of the Lord was coming through the prophet, through Samuel. That was the word of the Lord, and it turned into the Bible. So it was the Bible, So Saul is getting the Bible. And the Bible says, but kill both man and woman, infant. And God clarifies it just so there's no ambiguity. Infant and nursing child. Ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. 
Now, obviously, we're not talking about killing people in the New Testament. But what we are talking about is an unsettling call to death. Because Christianity is about taking new territory and being consumed by God. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, I tell you again, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It's an unsettling call to death. Your little snarky moods, they're dead. Being depressed, that's dead. Bipolar, dead. Doesn't exist. It's unsettling to die to yourself. 1 Samuel chapter 15, 7 through 9. And Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He also took Akog, king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people. We already have, whoops, number one. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Akog. I don't believe that's what he was told to do. And the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them, but everything despised and worthless, that they, were, that they destroyed. That's like me saying I'm fasting broccoli. Right. <laughs> I'm on a fast. Oh, are you, Tom? I notice you're getting fatter. That's because I'm fasting vegetables. <laughs> the only vegetable I like on planet Earth is jalapeno peppers. That's it. It's not much of a fast. I'm not going to offer God something that costs me nothing. So they offered God everything that was worthless and kept everything of worth to themselves. That sounds like most of Christians. What was the word of God for Saul? Remember, heed the words of God. Heed the commands of God. What was the word of God for Saul? Pre-Bible, that became the Bible. The words of Samuel the prophet. Was that word obeyed? Why? Let's throw out a couple suggestions. Work out your own salvation and figure it out for yourself. I don't know all the answers to it. Why wasn't it obeyed? I wasn't there. I couldn't ask Saul. I have a couple guesses, a couple presumptions. Maybe because it was disturbing. It's a difficult thing to look at all that wealth and burn it to the ground. That's what God said to do. It's what all the pastors did with COVID. If I close my church, I'll lose it all. If I don't close my church, I'll lose it all. If I don't close my church, I'm going to lose it all. Lost it all anyway. Just don't know it yet. They don't know it yet. It's lots of people. It's 50 some or more percent of evangelical Christians will never go back to their churches. We'll never attend church again. They're not going back now even though their churches are open. Why? Because they train them, train them up in the way they should go. You train them up not to go, that's what you get. Whatever you plant in the ground is coming up. They're going to be shocked. Some of these big names, they're going to be absolutely shocked. And a lot of it's just pure laziness, by the way. 
They didn't lose their jobs. No pastors lost their jobs. They're bathing in PPP money. There was one that just got caught buying a whole bunch of used cars and selling them with his PPP money. A pastor of a church. Maybe it was just too disturbing for Saul to do it. I don't want to kill the king, man. He's the king. And look at all this good stuff. It's not what you were told to do. You're commanded. You're commanded as a pastor of a church and as a Christian to obey the word of God no matter what the threat no matter what somebody's saying, you obey the word of God. Look at the man being dragged to his car. They showed up. Pastor Arthur Pulaski, let that be etched in your mind for life. They showed up at his church for the third time. They were screamed out again. I have all the videos, of course. They screamed out the cops again, the Gestapo. And then they waited for him on the interstate. Take him in his suit and his tie. Just, just a massive soul winner. Where's all, where's all the other pastors? Where are you at? Bunch of cowards. Bunch of cowards building towers to Babylon and considering the costs. So why didn't Saul obey? We don't know. Whether it's disturbing or it didn't seem right to him. But Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man. It seems right, you know, they're telling me that this is a deadly disease. The next thing they're going to tell you is that there's chemtrails up in the air, and you got to close because of climate change. That's coming next. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. John 6, 53, then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat my flesh, eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. That's rather, rather unsettling. I mean, ooh. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. What was the response of the people? Remember, there's a way that seems right. This doesn't seem right. It would seem right that some, there would be something more logical than this. Who are you, pot? This is Jesus Christ. The son of the living God speaking to you. And if he says, eat my flesh, I'm like, where's the fork? He says, drink my blood. Where's the cup? Where's the Yeti? Because I want to keep it cool so I can just keep on drinking. Not here. Here's how people responded, though. John 660. Many of his disciples turn away is the title of the section of scripture. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? John 6, 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Over a sentence. And it doesn't say many of the vast wanderers or observers. It says many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more after a sentence was said. It's like all the Christians that get offended and leave their churches. They never, they get offended on their jobs all the time. They stay there and stick it out. They get offended in church and leave. The question for all of us is, will we stand up and speak the word when it makes no sense to the recipient? You, you think it makes sense to people? Last night when I'm doing the podcast and I'm screaming at everybody, I mean, I'm, most of the people that are watching are saved. 
And now that it was on CTN, it went worldwide, so there's lots of... Notice how I held back. I didn't hold back at all. I just didn't say things like testicles. Is this a worldwide church watching? You know, usually I like to use the emasculate thing, and I held back on that one because they'll kick me off CTN. Or they'll get fined or something, so I don't want that. But there's no holding back at all. And that was very offensive to many, many, many people watching. Many people have turned to CTN because their churches are closed. You, you have to, it, it doesn't make sense to them that I'm calling them, that I'm telling them that they're wearing a lie across their faith, face. A sign of false virtue, an actual signifier that you're following the devil. Listen, if you put a lie on your face, it's just like the mark of the beast. You can still fix it, luckily, because it's a mask. Start moving into uh, Quebec and start giving out barcodes, alarm, co- alarm bells should be going off. But they're not. They are to us, but we're already alive, thank God. Do you know how many Christians that doesn't do a thing? Not a thing. It, it, where, like I said, where's the run on coffins, right? Well, where's the run on repentance? You start seeing a major first world country, a G7 partner, Canada? who stormed the beaches of Normandy with us on Sword Beach? Start talking about barcodes for COVID vaccine verification? And the, and the Canadian church stays at home. You have their Gestapo out on the streets dragging a pastor on the interstate? Couldn't have found a better place? If he just put out a warrant for him, he would have walked in. That's what Pastor Rodney told him. He told him all he had to do was contact me. I would have walked in. He told the sheriff that recently. He said, listen, the way things are going, I can end up getting arrested again. But this time, just tell me and I'll walk in. I don't know if I'm walking in. You're going to speak what's true when it makes no sense to the recipient. They say to you, wear a mask. It saves lives. That's what they believe. And a lot of them don't believe that, but what overwhelms what they truly believe is that this gives them a cause. It's a virtue. And you have to speak something that destroys their virtue, that destroys their cause. Most people respond to truth with outrage, not reception. You tell them everything that's true about their lives, and they respond with outrage instead of brokenness. That's why narrow is the way if you find it. Because the Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. Psalm 34, 18 and 19, if you want them. You don't care about people. No, the reason why I don't lock down and social distance is because I do care about people. You want to kill people? Lock them down. I think I told you this last week, but they've discovered 50,000 excess deaths in Inglewood, in England and Wales. 
50,000 excess deaths. That, they're like, oh my gosh, COVID. COVID did it. No, only one in seven could be abstractly linked to COVID. One in seven could even be linked to COVID. What the rest of them die of? They died because they didn't go into the hospital when they had chest pain. Because they didn't want to be, have a swab jammed up eight inches into their nose and then stuck in the COVID wing to die alone and never see your spouse or your loved ones again. They tell you that they have, you have COVID, jam you full of remdesivir, and kill you. And like, Tom, what do you hate, doctors and nurses? No, I love them. But they're not getting their order. There's nobody, there's no doctors anymore. They're corporate stooges. They get their commands from somewhere in New York City or Nashville or Houston. They're not diagnosing anything. You, listen, you want to find real doctors, you got to find a good co-op somewhere that aren't run by insurance companies because they just give you remdesivir, 3200 bucks a pop. It's just the truth. Conspiracy, conspiracy. No, it's not. It's absolute truth. They say to you, vaccinate. It's safe. It will save your life. It'll save the lives of others. What will you do now? You look them in the eye and you go, absolutely no way. As soon as we get to this level of vaccination, we'll we'll have reached herd immunity. Do you notice they want everybody to take take the vaccination even if they've already had COVID and already have the antibodies? That's like being shot and hung at the same time. What's the point? This is what happened to the church. You ready? 1 Samuel 15, 10 through 13. It's like prophetic. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me. (coughs) That sounds familiar. And has not performed, from whom much is given, much is demanded. Perform. He has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul went to Carmel, and indeed he set up a monument for himself. This is very prophetic for the modern church. You don't think pastors are setting up monuments to themselves? You are if you're preaching idolatry. Well, you know, we, yes, no, I mean, easy, Tom, easy. You know, we, we, we believe the Bible, but, you know, you got to use wisdom in these situations. You know, we're talking about a deadly virus. Oh, never found that in the Bible. That's strange. I, that must be, oh, let me smell that out. Oh, that's heresy. Set up a monument to yourself, though. Look, at, it is, all the Christians who say things like that have set monuments up to themselves. They're idolatrous. Like I tell you all the time, they should go home. Listen, they should go and buy a block of wood, even though now they cost a million dollars because of Joe Biden. But anyway, go get your block of wood, or maybe you just have to go cut a tree down because it's so expensive. Get a block of wood and just go home and carve it like Jesus did with whip, a, you know, put strewn together a whip of cords. You go home and carve an image to yourself and burn candles to it. If you're not going to obey God, then what kind of Christian are you? Well, I mean, how can you be a Christian and not obey the Christ? 
the word of God. If God says, like Paul did, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all, what should you do? Wait, but what if that violates your heritage? Take your high heritage, bundle it up in a giant ball, (laughs) spin it sideways, and shove it up your own caboose. That's what you should do. That's how important it should be to you. Heritage versus lots of Christians are going back to their COVID caving churches. Well, you know, it's where I was raised and everybody loves me there. And, you know, I've taught a Bible study there for years. Do that same exact act I just described a minute ago with all of that. Don't build a monument to yourself. Obey the word of God. And he has gone. And he has gone on around, passed by, and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel, verse 13, we're in 1 Samuel 15, now we're on verse 13. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, bless, now remember, now Saul sees Samuel. What does he do? He says, blessed are you from the Lord, exclamation mark. He's done nothing for God and not obeyed one thing. That Samuel said, but he goes, blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. See, the Lord's name is being used, but God has magnified his word above his name. And to love God means to obey God. But in Saul's mind, he's he's putting out the churchiology doctrine. Blessings, brother. Great swelling words of emptiness, 2 Peter 2.18. Swelling words, saying the verbiage without the commandment. Hmm, that sounds familiar too. According to the modern church, the name is enough. Blessings to you, friendship, food, fellowship, and fun. Blessings. We have performed the commandment of the Lord. How so exactly? According to the modern church, the name is enough. The verbiage is enough, but not for God. He likes adherence to his word, and that's called obedience. Let me give you some stark things. Here. Most people, when they talk about obedience, they're only talking hellfire and brimstone, which I'm all in favor of. All in favor of it. You can lose your salvation. You can walk away. It's called apostasy. It's all over the Bible. Even though that violates people's Baptist, Calvinist doctrine, don't care. Yeah, you just go to a pastor sometime who believes that and ask them to defend their Calvinism via the Bible. Just take your Bible and throw it away. If that's what you're don't 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 carry it around. If you're gonna pick and choose out of it, throw the whole thing away. God see, God's mindset never changes. See, this is the new law of Christ, right? It's the new law of God, is the grace covenant. And just like in the old law where he said, if you violate it in one area, you violated the whole thing. Same thing here. God doesn't change. For I am the Lord, I change not. Malachi 3, 6. Doesn't change. Ever. And that, that bothers people. See, it's just, like, it's just like all the Americans that think the, that the Constitution is a living document. No, it's not. There's no changing. Unless you go through the process that it allows you to change. Otherwise, you go by what it says. There are no, there's no ability to amend this Bible, this constitution, but you can amend that one if you want, but you just have to get 75% of the states to agree with you. Good luck with that. 
But let's go deeper than just hellfire and brimstone. What else? What are the other things that God commands obedience, right? So we got heaven and hell. Everybody good? If you live in sin, you're going to hell. Got it? I don't care how many sinners prayers you said. Look at me now. If you live in sin, I don't care that you said a sinner's prayer. If you're living in sin, I didn't say struggling with sin. I said living in it. You've conceded to it. I'm just going to live in it. I'm still going to call myself. You're going to go, you're gonna die and go straight to hell for that. And you know, I apply that to myself too. This is for all of us. That's the Bible. If we deliberately keep on sinning, I mean, how much more clear can it be than Hebrews 10, 26 and 27? If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. And that, I could give you a myriad. I've got them all memorized. Because I've been fighting Calvinism my whole life. So we got that down. Is everybody good with it? I want to make sure you can. What are the other commandments? To be healed is obedient. You're supposed to be healed. You should look at it that way, and that'll scare you into getting healed. You know, I'm not saying you're, you only go to hell for unrepentant sin. If you want to die, then you can die if you want. But you will not listen. From whom much is given, much is demanded, right? You die early. You didn't live up to it. Unless you died early because of design, God-ordained martyrdom. Obe- listen, being obedient is being healed. Being obedient is binding is, and loosing. It's not, Jesus didn't say that it's optional. He didn't say, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And if you want to bind, bind. If you want to loose, loose. These are not options. This is obedient. It's obedient to prosper. It's being obedient to prosper. Well, you know, you know, I just want to barely make it by and just be humble. That's not God. You might as well put a mask on your face because that's fake virtue too. Fake. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Whoops. There's that Bible again, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Contradicting my religion once again. But some people will never let the Bible get in the way of what they believe. Don't let it be you. Make the Bible what you believe. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Settle down over here on my right, okay? On my left, everybody else is right. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 14 and 15. But Samuel said... When then, what then is the pleading of the sheep in my ears? Remember, let's go back to the response because I talked a lot in between. Samuel sees Saul. Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. So Samuel responds to Saul. What then is the pleading of sheep in my ears? You, blessed are you, brother. Great to see you. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Well, whom? That's strange. If it was me, I would have gone, I smell it. But Samuel was like, I hear it. (laughs) And the lowing of oxen, which I hear. And Saul said, they have brought brought them from the amount they. Who's they? You got a mouse in your pocket? 
They have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. That doesn't sound like the Bible. Look at us. Look at our virtue. We closed. We masked. Look at us. It's not the Bible. You like it. God doesn't. Remember, it's obedient to be healed. It's obedient to have things prevented. You don't want to get sick. What do you do? Just find it. That's obedient. Not look at my virtue. This is the same thing. Does everyone see the parallel? Not going, well, I don't want to be sick, but so I wore a mask and I don't touch anybody I love. That's not the Bible. You're doing, you are soul. You're creating your own virtue. Just like Christians have created their own love. Love is the Bible. I hope you see the parallel. This masking up makes you a Saul because you've been commanded to bind and loose and you're masked instead. It's exactly the same. There is no delineation. You were commanded to bind and loose and you social distance instead. There's no difference at all. That's, because, that's why we see Matthew 24, 10 through 13. That's why you see it. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Because, and many false prophets, Pastor Skinny Jeans, Skip Verses, Art Churches. Aaron, what's the name of the title of that, that message series again? Summer Playlist. That's what's being preached at all the Ark Churches in unison. Go pull it up. on. They're doing summer playlists where you go and you break out all the songs and you extract biblical or Christian applications to them, secular songs. Really? That, you know, it's funny because it's just like when they had the giant rally on the Capitol lawn with all the big name Christian guys and girls. All the big names. And they went up there and they all apologized to all the Native Americans talking about the evangelicals. They apologized to the Indians for things they never did. I don't know about you, but I've never shot a Sioux Indian. I never met the last of the Mohicans. I, I don't know who these people are. And for me, an Indian person is just another person. Black person, another person. I'm just like saved, not saved. That's all I think of people. I'm not thinking about how I ruined an Indian's life 200 years ago when I wasn't alive yet. And then they went after they got done apologizing to the Native Americans, and they went out and apologized to all the black people. All the while, they're all wearing masks, and all of them fly into D.C., do their little rigmarole, fly back home to their closed churches. So you have a giant meeting with 100,000 people there or more, have all the big-name musicians come up and sing with their masks on, and then fly home to your closed churches. And you don't, first of all, you, I want to cover up, I want to go through the carnal first. First of all, you don't see the idiocy, let alone the disobedience to Scripture. When you have a giant elephant in the room while you're up there apologizing to black people and Native Americans, you don't see the elephant in the room that your church is closed and that everybody's defying the Bible? That's why there was no anointing there. There's no power there. God wasn't there. 
It's like I'm, God's not going to go where his word is not preached. Jesus is the word. No word, no Jesus. Summer playlist. You know what they need to do with that too. And I mean fervently. You got to put some fervence behind it. Do it hard. So what is this lowing of oxen I hear? So Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared them, even though I'm in charge. That's like, that's like Jen Psaki does this all the time, spokesperson for the White House. She says it all the time. She goes, you ask her a question about the border, and she says, go talk to DOH, D, Department of Homeland Security, DHS. Talk to them. You are them. You're in charge of them. We're asking you a policy question. Makes absolutely no sense in this nonsensical world. Go talk. What are you, you're the president. We're asking you about something that you run. They do it, it again. Saul. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen. They're your people. So you did it. To sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we utterly destroyed. So Paul chooses what? He chooses sacrifice over, over obedience. That's just a preview. We'll go deep into it. Look at, look at us as Christians. They say to us, closing our churches, wearing masks, quarantining our, in our homes, staying away from people we love. And the Christians say, look at our sacrifice. Just like Paul. Look at how, man, we sacrificed, you know? We sacrificed. We said, you know, I'm not going to go near grandma for, for a year. I'm not going to go near. Look at my sacrifice. I'm quarantining in my home. Look at my sacrifice. But I don't find in the Bible where it says to run from anything. I don't see, yeah, but Tom, you know, you have to, you have to use wisdom. You got to, you know, this is a virus. I don't see it. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Even if I wasn't a man of faith and knew that I could never catch COVID, which is the absolute fact, I'll preach it in a, a weaker way. I would rather die on that freaking hill than cave to these moronic, demonic people that tell me to stay home. I'd rather die. I am not, I am not going to live on my knees. It is for freedom. That Christ has set us free. Amen. Stand firm then. And do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Period. Amen. Yeah, but they'll, they'll, they'll come to you. The false lovers will come to you. Look at our love. We're quarantined. Quarantined. Look at us. No. God is love. Jesus is God. And Jesus is the Bible. So none of that's loving. I don't care what their tone is. All they've done is, all they've done, they're an actress, an actor or an actress. They've mastered tone by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans chapter 16, 17 and 18. Note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. 
I don't, it doesn't matter how sweet they are. It doesn't matter what your heritage was or is. It doesn't matter that you used to teach there. It doesn't matter. We have people driving here from over an hour away. Amen. Good. Amen. I would. Amen. I've told you a dozen times. If I didn't pastor this church, there's not one that I would attend in this entire area. Not one. The only other one I'm even aware of that stayed open was Calvinist. I can't go there. I love them. They're going to heaven. But I'm not going there. I'm driving 70 minutes from my house north every Sunday and every Wednesday. That's what I would do. That's an awful lot. I don't care. That's the sacrifice that should be made, not violating the scripture in the name of sacrifice. Like Saul. I don't care how they put it. I don't care how they paint it. Understand, look them in the eye spiritually and say, you are Saul. Because you're choosing sacrifice over obedience. 1 Samuel 15, 17, and 20. So Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel, calling him to accountability for the actions of his people? Now the Lord said, you are on a mission and go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Well, I chose masks. I chose church closures. I chose lockdowns. I chose social distancing and alcohol gel. It's not the commandment of the Lord. I don't care if they paint it as nice. Saul was doing the same thing. Look, we're giving these things to the Lord. It's not what he asked for. How many of you have gotten presents you didn't want? I remember some guy in this church came up and gave me a Pontiac Fiero. He was a nut to begin with. He drives out to my house. Just, what am I going to say to the guy? I end up with a Pontiac Fiero parked in my driveway for six months. First of all, look at me. I can't go in a Fiero. How am I going to fit in the thing? Six foot two, 240 pounds. I'm going to sit in a Fiero? I look like Fred Flintstone with my head sitting out on top of it. I told him to come back. Thank God he left the church. And I told him, well, well, since you left the church, why don't you come back and get your car too? You're like, Tom, you're that me? Yeah. <laughs> Look at some of your faces right now. You're like, oh, sorry. I'm just, come back. <laughs> Listen, whosoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake dust off your feet. <laughs> he was a nut anyway. Couldn't stand the guy. He's weird. I won't go into detail. I was about to, but. <laughs> now the Lord sent you on a mission, 1 Samuel 15, 18. Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? Tom, are you telling me that it's evil for people to wear masks and social distance? Absolutely, because it's a bold-faced lie from the pit of hell. If it's used, listen, I mean, all you got to do is look at the prophets. Who is it that, what does prophet mean? Tell the future? No. It, it means to tell the truth of God. Look at the false prophets. Who's, who are the purveyors of masks? 
Oh, he's just Klaus Schwab from the WEF, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been vaccinated. Everybody around him has to be vaccinated. He comes out, he works about 12 minutes a day in a mask. In between canned peaches and naps, there comes Joe Biden. If, if, if you look like these people, why would you ever listen to people like that? Why would you ever take advice from somebody that thinks it's perfectly fine to go into a woman's womb and tear out a, ba a baby piece by bloody piece? Why would you listen to their advice? And I say the same thing to Donald Trump. Why did you ever listen? Why would you ever listen to a monster like Anthony Fauci? Why? Why would you? He thinks it's absolutely fine. He's like Ralph Northam in Virginia. He thinks it's absolutely fine to have a baby birth and sit there and have a discussion with the doctor about whether it lives or dies. I want to ask. You ever see that video? I played it on the podcast several times. Ralph Northam. Well, then a discussion would ensue between the mother and the doctor. Oh, he's got the tone down. Very relaxing, Ralph. Too bad you're named Ralph. Sorry if your name Ralph in here. <laughs> Literally, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you got the soothing tone down. But I always want to know that you see you got the baby over there laying on its little baby bed, and you're having a discussion between the doctor and the mother. Who is it that's going to go wrap their hands around that baby's throat, literally or figuratively? Who's going to do that? And you take advice. Virginia is one of the most locked down states in the union. Still completely locked down right now. Do you know that? Where's the church in Virginia? Where's the 700 Club? Where are you at? You bunch of cowards. Go, you, all, all those Christians, they need to watch that video 24 7 until their heart is changed as a meditation before the Lord. Watch it. Watch Archer Pulaski getting arrested. Turn on the news. I have the tapes of when Pastor Rodney Howard Brown got arrested or Tony Spell got arrested. Tony Spell got arrested like 13 times. <laughs> he stuck him on an ankle bracelet. They're monitoring him, and he still just went to church. <laughs> they go pick him up at church, take him back in. Set him out, go back to church, take him back in. Where's everybody else? You got to get to where they're scared of you. Amen. The sheriff in Hillsborough County, scared to death of Pastor Rodney. <laughs> scared of him. You know why? After he, yeah, exactly, Pete, he operates in power. Here's the thing. What he'll tell you, his name's Chad Cronister. He'll tell you this. After he arrested Pastor Rodney, he would not be left alone. He couldn't be left. What happened was the Holy Spirit, endlessly, he would try to pray. Chronister is a born-again Christian. He would try to pray. But he's a born-again Christian who believes in masks. He believes in being Saul instead of Samuel. I, I, I trust Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but nothing else. Thank you. To obey is better than sacrifice. But he will tell you that he, every time he would try to pray, the only thing that was in front of him was Pastor Rodney's face. As God mocked him day in and day out, and day in and day out, unrelenting until he had to make a phone call. 
I want my friend back. He's scared. He should be. And that's exactly how it should be for everybody. They're not scared of the church. So the church, the church looks just like the world. There's no delineation between the church and the world. Except this one and a few others. But Saul says to Samuel, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. That's the pastor saying, I love people. Look at, I love people my way. I love people through disobeying the Bible. That's what, they're not saying that out loud. They'll skip the second part of the verse. Tom Lipley verse. I love people my way through disobedience to the word of God. They'll skip that part. And gone. So Saul says to Samuel, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on a mission. He goes, notice how he said, I went on a mission, not the mission. Well, he actually does say the, on the mission, on which, so I take that back, on which the Lord sent me and brought back Achaz, king of Amalek. He didn't say to bring him back. And I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. No, you didn't. Lies. It's like when Aaron, our Aaron, confronted the pastor on YouTube. The pastor that sought after publicly maligned Rodney R. Brown, publicly maligned Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Tony Spell. The people have been arrested and people have been in trouble, except for Jonathan. Publicly maligned, maligned all three. Then he told Aaron, I only said, Pastor Rodney, I have the tape. I keep it. I had Tommy burn it so that it couldn't be deleted. Because if I need it, I'm playing it for the guy. You're going to lie in public and say that the only person you ran down? And then he says, I only closed it for a short period of time. Uh, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October is when they opened. That's a short period of time. Eight months and then they opened with all masks. Liar. Just like Saul. You, little leaven leavens the whole lump. You put that mask on, you've leavened the whole lump. Man, it's 107. Holy moly. Man, I'm long-winded. I need to learn to talk less. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head towards the end here. Honestly, I thought it was like quarter till. I'm looking, I'm like, am I seeing that right? It's Aaron's fault. It's Aaron's fault. Everyone blame Aaron. There he is, bald guy in the back. First Samuel 15, 21. Saul talking. But the people took the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of things, which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice. Why? To sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. So why did Saul do it? Right here, it could be easily inferred that he was afraid of people. And the fear of man brings a snare. Matthew 15, 6. So, Paul, so Saul is advocating his tradition of sacrifice over obedience. What did Jesus say? Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. And here's the ultimate answer. 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23. So Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Listen to this part. For rebellion. Are you rebelling if you're not seeking healing and prosperity? Yes. Yes, you are. Understand it. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. And that's why you walk into churches now, and they're lifeless. 
Lifeless. Were we lifeless? Listen, I'm mean as a snake. And we're not lifeless. Look how mean I am to you this morning, yelling at you the whole time. It's I don't even know what time it is. I'm just yelling at you. Lost in my own rage. Is God still here? And if you ever notice, I may be up here with grand, like, buffoonery and puffery at times, but you know what? Do I worship? I worship God. He's God, not me. He's God. So therefore, I operate in obedience. I'm a little bit outside of the lines when it comes to what my wife wants. She doesn't want me doing any more referencing to shoving things up people's cabooses. I get that every, about every two weeks. She throws that in. So if you could just not, you settled caboose, shoving things up people's cabooses like 37 times. If you could not do that. Listen, I, I'm just telling you. Philippians 2.12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I don't cuss. I don't say the S word, the F word. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. I don't use the A word. I don't do anything. But I'm sticking with shoving things up people's cabooses. You work out your own. If it bothers you, make schedule an appointment with Heather and come talk to me. It will be a brief conversation, though, because I'm not giving that up. Until God tells me to. If God tells me to give it up, I'll give it up. He's told me to give up other things I say. I begrudgingly have. 1 Samuel 15, 23. I want to concentrate on this in closing. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Americans think this is an attribute, but look what God says about stubbornness. Stubbornness is as sin, iniquity is sin, and idolatry, worshiping another God. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, not, 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 not loving people, rejected his word. You can't even love people without the word. He also has rejected you from being king. So here's, the whole, here's where I'll close. Christians and pastors are seeing these. I wrote a list of four things. Vaccine passports. Quantum dot tattoo technology. Obvious totalitarian control pervaded by hypocrites. You, you, do you think, I don't know, when you get a chance, watch the river service today. You know what Pastor Rodney Howard Brown just bought? <laughs> He's insane. Really, he's the greatest person I know. Absolutely insane. He just bought 17 head of Angus cows that are now on his property in Hernando County. You know, and I know why. I know how he thinks. He said he enjoys sitting at the table, Psalm 23. He loves sitting at a table in the presence of his enemies. As they're out there talking about, you know, we're on the verge of a massive meat shortage. Because you can't just turn an economy back on. You shut it off for a year, it's now one year behind. Everything that was supposed to be produced in that year was not. That's why it cost, where's my, where's Bill? Is Bill in here, fan cookie in here? What's plywood cost again? 63 bucks a sheet. And it used to cost? 11.7. 60, gosh, dog. 11 bucks to 66 bucks. Am I understanding that right? Seven bucks. Seven months. Okay. Oh, in seven months. But it went from what price to what price? It went from $11, $11. to $63. Okay. Yeah, seven months. Because you cannot. Why? Why? They were saving lives. Saving lives. They got a bunch of, they got a bunch of 18-year-olds working in a factory making plywood. 
got to save their lives, even though they have a 0% chance of ever dying of COVID. So, but don't worry, pastors. Nothing to see here. It's all about your health. Hope you don't want to build a building like I would like to do, potentially. So they see the, and you, and, and you think that Joe Biden's going to go without beef? You see it all the time. Wretched Witless, the governor of Michigan, she just got caught doing what? She, flew, she got a private jet during their lockdown, flew down to Florida for a vacation. They're not going to do what they tell you to do, but pastors are seeing all of this. Quantum dot tech two technology, the Pentagon working on a digital COVID implant that they publicly declare as if something to be proud about. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. You don't see it? Is this not like Saul? If you see all of these things, are you not stubborn? You why, Are you telling me that you, they don't know that verse, the Revelation 13, 16 through 18 that I just said? They don't know about the mark of the beast and they see it. Why are they not repenting? Why would, they, why would you not be running to the altar of God right now? How can that be? Seeing all these things and yet still refusing to repent. Revelation chapter 2, verse 5. Don't worry, I'll close this really quick at the end. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Aaron sent this to a pastor. Repent and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place. Unless you repent. The one Aaron sent that, our Aaron, sent that to. I watched his service last Sunday on CTN. It's lifeless. It shouldn't be. I'll bet you God has called him to pastor. His God's gifts and his calls are irrevocable. But his lampstand's gone. Because he chose his love, his sacrifice over the word of God. Worship team, make your way. Here's where I'll close. Revelation 13, 18. How many of you want to be smart? Shout amen. amen. Here's how you be smart in these, in these days that we live in. Without hanging your head, without ominous music in your mind, without thief of the night and guillotines in your head. Don't, something went wrong with my mic here. Yeah, leave it on there. Give me plenty, just make me louder than everything. Tom, you're prideful. Not prideful, I just don't want to scream. Here is wisdom. Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. Do you want to know it? Here it is. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. And his number is 666. How many of you are looking for the 666 number? You shouldn't be. It's the number of a man. Be, it'll be their wisdom that's marked on people's foreheads and on their right hand. Quantum dot tattoos, QR codes, whatever it may be. Tom, that's all Alex Jones conspiracy theory. Well, Alex Jones has proven to be about 90% correct. I hate to tell you. Alex Jones said several years ago on Joe Rogan's podcast that the Food and Drug Administration was selling fetal baby parts. Just got caught. He said, long before you ever heard the name Jeffrey Epstein, there was a pedophile island. We see what happened there. Am I sitting here testifying of the greatness of Alex Jones? I like him. I'm just saying, turns out to be right. 
You need to have it in your mind. What is that equation that equals wisdom? Matthew 24, 13. Watch, therefore. How are all these Christians not seeing it and repenting? There should, if they're going to have a big consortium on the lawn in Washington, D.C., it should be all the pastors and all the churches and all the Christians that caved to COVID saying, oh, you know what? We thought we were right until we saw those daggum COVID passports and run back to God. But they're, but they're not because they're not doing Matthew 25, 13. Watch therefore, for you neither know the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. What is the wisdom spoken of in Revelation 13, 18? Watching. That's all. Watch and respond. Don't hang your head. We don't know. No one knows. Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about the day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven, not even Jesus, but only the Father. We can win this country back. You can see your kids get married. You can have grandkids. We can win it back with the day. Remember, with the Lord, 2 Peter chapter 3. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. You cannot read God. You could swing this country back and live our greatest lives ever. If you stand, you don't create your own theology, and you stand right here no matter what it costs you. Amen? In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.